Growth Igniters Radio, Episode 2, The Age of the Customer. Are you prepared for the moment of relevance? This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of growth. On the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. Hi, I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And with me is my partner, business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, Pam. It's wonderful to be here today. And uh, just reminding people that the purpose of Growth Igniters Radio is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for leaders to take themselves and their companies to the next level of success. So, Pam, what are we focusing on today? Well, for as long as we can remember, Scott, I think we've been talking about the fact that companies of all sizes talk all the time about how important it is for customers to be at the center of their focus. Customers are everything. Customer centricity, right? Right. And yet there's a shift that's going on in the world that has never happened before. And our guest today, Jim Blasingame, refers to it as the age of the customer. Very intriguing. Jim is the author of the award-winning book, The Age of the Customer, Prepare for the Moment of Relevance. And he is one of the world's foremost experts on small business and entrepreneurship and is the creator and host of the weekday radio program, The Small Business Advocate Show, on the air since 1997. And I have to say that it's been nine years since I've been on his program. Welcome, Jim. Hi Pam, it's good to have you. Good to be on your show. Uh, hi Scott, congratulations! You guys Thank are turning you. the tables on me today, aren't you? That's, That's right. In fact, you started to say it's <laughs> great to have you on the show, but you're on our show now. Yeah, That's you know, right. I was, I was just, I was just thinking how proud I am of you guys. I, what I want to, what I want to say is, I know this is, this is your second uh, program and in, in, in your in your inaugural uh, Growth Igniters Radio program, and I want to, my my first thought is to congratulate you. And then, having been on radio for 17 years, my second thought is to say, God help you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, are you nuts? Yeah. <laughs> are you well, out of your mind? <laughs> you've been a great, great example to us, Jim, and, and we figure now is the time. And it, it really is, you know, because one of the things that we've been finding is that our customers, our clients, are increasingly mobile. And you talk a lot about the importance of being relevant to customers. And so what I thought we'd start out with is just, I wanted to ask you firsthand, what is the age of the customer? And how's it different? I mean, we've all been talking about customer centricity for a long time now. Well, of course, um, you know, all my long career, I mean, you guys have seen me, you know, you know, my gray hair is not premature. Uh, I've been around a long time, and and so you know, half a century ago, I was learning about about how important customers are, but that was during a period of time that I that I call the age of the seller, and that was right. because even in those days, with as important as customers were to businesses, the customer still didn't control most of the elements of the relationship. The customer the, of the three elements in any business and customer relationship. You've got the products and services. You've got mm-hmm. the the uh, the information about those products and services. Both of those two controlled by the seller, by the business, 
And then the third one is you, is you have the buying decision, which has mm-hmm. always been controlled by the customer. So for 10,000 years, the, the relationship between buyer and seller has been, uh, between customer and business, has been two to one in favor of the seller, in favor of controlled. the business. Right. Well, controlled be- by because of technology, because of the Internet, because of all the things that we've, that, that, have, that has been empowering customers, and uh, over the last 20 years, the customer has now gained control over that second element. The customer now co-owns, if not owns, they co-own the information that they use to make a decision. So now the ratio is the, cus- the, the, the seller still owns the, the, the product, the customer still owns the buying decision, and they either share or the customer dominates the information in the middle. The reason why I say that the age of the customer is going away, and the, I'm sorry, the age of the seller is going away, and the age of the customer is emerging because the customer is now, is now largely in control of two of the three major elements of the relationship. So how is it that the customer is in control? What are, what are they doing that puts them in control now? Well, when I, Scott, when I, was, uh, when I was a pup coming up in the marketplace, uh, one of the things I did was I, I worked for Xerox. And okay. I carried my kit bag out into the marketplace, and, and I'd walk up to a business, I'd knock on the door, and I'd say, Hi, I'm Jim. How do you like me so far? And they would say, Jim, please come in. You know stuff we don't know. We need to know what you, what you know so we can make a decision about our, our copiers, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I was their Internet in those days, as was okay. all of our salespeople. Uh, all the salespeople. Scott, you may remember that. I know Pam doesn't. She's too yeah. young. Well, yeah. you, you, <laughs> so you, you were the teacher. You were the inf- information source. And even they if they didn't know- buy from you, yeah. they needed you to come by. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you had lots of stuff that they didn't know. They couldn't find it anywhere else. The company, the seller, owned that, control that information. Well, um, today, look at, look at what happens. You know, back in those days, I could get in any door. Because I, they knew they could learn something from me. Today, you go knocking on a door and say, "Hi, I'm Jim. How do you like me so far?" The door. Probably I already won't Googled open. you. Yeah. <laughs> and so, That's so, true. so now you have to realize that, that the customer is much more informed, much more empowered, and when customers are empowered, businesses are disrupted, and that's the essence of the age of the customer. Well. We still see a lot of uh, advertising and all kinds of information coming out from companies. Are you saying that's less important now than it used to be? I'm saying that those people who who rely on the old ways of of building relationship with customers, like cold calling, like only marketing, like only doing traditional media, not building relationships with customers, uh, not building communities, I should say, with customers, not using new media. See, your, your program here is an example of new media. That's true. See, this is, what you guys are doing, your program is a classic example of what I call relevance. And, and so long before your customers, let me rephrase that, long before your prospects ever find out if they want to do business with you because you're, you're too expensive or, or the price is just right, they will find out through this program perhaps whether your ideas and the way you go about your business is relevant to them. So long before you have a chance to be competitive, 
you will have demonstrated that you are or are not relevant to them, which is what customers are looking for. In, in the age of the customer, relevance trumps competitiveness. And how they're finding out might be on the elliptical or on their drive. That's I right. mean, there are different ways that they would tend to find out. Because People they're assume. empowered with new options, okay. not only not only yeah. the new information, but but not only access to new information, but new methods of gaining access to that information. It's amazing. So so it sounds like what we're looking at is a really profound shift in the way that people are taking in their information they're making decisions and relevance is really in the eye of the customer more There's than no it question. ever was before There's no question about it and and the thing is what i think people what people need to understand is this is a shift on such a momentum such such a momentous shift i should say that it, this has never happened anything like this has never happened in the 10,000 years of the marketplace. Exciting. Well, we're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, we'll talk more with Jim Blazingame about how the age of the customer is transforming the rules of selling. Stay with us. You're listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful companies to accelerate to the next level of innovation and growth. For exclusive offers and quarterly Harper reports highlighting emerging trends and issues in the business environment, click the Join Our Community button at growthignitersradio.com. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're talking with Jim Blasingame, the small business advocate and author of the award-winning book, The Age of the Customer, Prepare for the Moment of Relevance. Jim, how can people find your book and radio show? Hey, Pam, thank you very much. My book is available at Amazon uh, in, uh, in hardback or ebook. You can find it also at my own website for the book, ageofthecustomer.com. Um, they, they can get an autographed copy there. They can also get a – and if you own the book, if you own the hardback, you can get a, you can get a, a discount on the, uh, on the e-book uh, if you want that as well. So check that out at ageofthecustomer.com. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, those are the best places to find it. It sounds great, and I have to say, it is an amazing read. I, I find this book so valuable, and I've recommended it any number of times. So, Jim, we've touched on the age of the customer and the age of the seller. Now, how are these two ages really different? We talked a bit about it, but there are some things that are just profoundly different. And how has it changed the rules of selling, Jim? Yeah, the selling, the rules of selling have changed a, a lot, and and the uh, the they're, they're, the way to break it down, the way to break selling down in, in different, and and this is largely what I'm going to talk about now is largely focused on B two B. I'm not saying it doesn't involve B two C business to consumer, but it's largely business to business, and w- when you break down. The, the, the activity of, of, of calling on someone, you've got the qualifying process, right, where, you, where you're, you're, you're trying to meet them, you're trying to qualify them, you're trying to find out if they are a prospect for, your, for what you do so you don't waste anybody's time if they're not. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what I call step one. Step two is when you've determined that they're qualified 
and you and you go about the and, and they and they agree, and you go about the process of, of proposing and demonstrating and 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 trying to get them on board as a customer. So they've gone from suspect to prospect. That's at this exactly point. right. Okay. That's exactly right. And so, so um, in the age of the seller, getting in the door was easy. Remember, we, we used to call it the screen. Getting in the door right. was easy. I was good at it. And so, if ten people tried to get through the, the screen to call on to call on a, a business decision maker, seven people would get through, and that decision maker would then have to deal with seven proposals and meetings and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. typically but in the age of the in but and, and the reason was was because part of that process it was a longer process part of that process scott was that, as we said earlier they were trying to find out information from us so they were educating themselves and they couldn't educate themselves unless they talked to us so in the age of the customer if a, if a prospect if a suspect learns about us about our products and our company before they ever let us in the door, they can become very knowledgeable about us. There and are many so, more ways to find out this information. That's exactly right. And so, and, and just getting to in front of a prospect is harder because nobody takes calls like we used to. No business owner wakes up in the morning like they used to, knowing that they're going to talk to six or seven vendors today. Most people go to work thinking they're not going to talk to any vendors today. And so, and, and if they do, it's only going to be the ones who they have determined are relevant to them. And, and what that means is, is you've got to get to know these people. You've got, to, you've got to make them believe before you ever try to sell them anything, before you ever tell them how much, what you're selling, how much your product costs or whatever, you've got to, you've got to convince them that you, that, they're worthy, that you are worthy of five minutes of their time to come meet with them face-to-face. And so once you get in the door, see, I, the screen in the age of the seller, the screen transferred in the age of the customer to what I call the relevance, uh, the relevance firewall. That's the, the word the I was talking about. Firewall. The relevance That's, firewall. I like that. So if 10 people try to get through the relevance firewall in the age of the customer, only about three get through because the other seven haven't, haven't, haven't demonstrated their relevance to the prospect, but guess okay. what? Maybe only two get through. All right, Jim, maybe, I have to ask you a question, maybe though. Only one, maybe only one gets through. Okay, so, Jim, are you saying, and Scott and I were having a debate about this uh, before we got on here with you, is this really just more about commodity services, or is it? does it apply to every single everything, industry? Everything. I don't care what you're doing. So I don't care. If, all don't the care. people who say that we're one of a kind, you know, we're special, we're not a commodity, so of course we're relevant, right? They're, dino- they're dinosaurs waiting to become extinct, every one of them. Oh, Scott. Every one so, of them. <laughs> well, we're going to have to keep doing what we're doing here and do it even better. Uh, Jim, the question you, you've said over and over, you have to make yourself relevant to your prospective customers. All right, how, how, do, how do I do that as a... As a vendor, let me, seller, let me give you an example. You're business. you're a business owner, Scott, and yep. and I want to sell you something, and you may you you buy this, but you don't know when you're going to buy it again, and I don't know when you're going to buy it again. But I sell what you're going to buy one of these days, and you're a busy person, and I want to be able to sell you sell you what you're going to buy whenever you're going to buy it. I need well, a new color you, laser printer. All right. right. Okay. There you go. So why would you why would you take the time to meet with me if you're not ready to buy from me? Well, if I know you're a pro- your prospect, 
then I'm going to try to meet you somewhere. I'm going to try to find out where you go, and I'm going to try to just say, get somebody, I'm going to, I'm going to ask for a referral. I'm going to get somebody to say, Who, do you know Scott? Uh, would you introduce me to him? And then I will just, I'll just say, hey, Scott, I'm Jim. Here's my card. Uh, just want to say hi. I'll see you later. Can I, would you mind if I have your card? And so I take your card. And then maybe I try to get you to follow me on LinkedIn, and I wouldn't do anything but get you to follow me. And then I'd find out what you like to do. And let's say you like to fish. Uh, If I found something that that might interest you about fishing, I might send it to you. And I might do that for a week. I might do it for a year. In the age of this is in the age of the customer. In the in the in the before trying to I'm trying to get through the firewall because one of these days, either tomorrow or a year from now, I'm going to call you up and I'm going to say, Scott, I'm going to be in your area. Can I come by and visit with you? Now, because we've already connected, because I've already, ah, okay. because you've already said, yeah, uh, Jim, I, th- yeah, you know, by the way, thank you for that article you sent me. I'm going to say, sure, I'll give you five minutes. Okay. And now because there's already a value established. Okay. Right. That's called, that's right. the relevance, because now I've, now I feel like that, that you're the kind of, pr- I've, I've evaluated, maybe I've even gone on your LinkedIn page. Maybe I've even gone to your, I've looked up your name online to see if, if I even like what you what you have to say about things, maybe maybe you would have gone on my website and watched one of my videos or listened to one of my podcasts that I put mm-hmm. on on my web my blog that showed how I like to deal with customers. So actually, what you're saying is it's almost like the buyer and the seller are partnering with each other more. In well, a sense. that's it. But here's the thing. Here's the here's the way I think of it. In the age of the customer, the prospect is pre qualifying you and self-qualifying uh-huh. themselves and scott pam that never happened in the age of the seller yeah you're true they're and, pre-qualifying and a- you and they're self-qualifying themselves before and maybe and here's the scary part guys maybe before you even know they exist wow yeah. That, that is, doesn't break you out in a cold sweat. I don't know what that, will. I'm sweating right now, so we're yeah. going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Jim Blazingame about what leaders need to do better or differently to thrive in this increasingly powerful age of the customer. Stay with us. You're listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated on the web at businessadvance.com. If you like what you're hearing, go to growthignitersradio.com, episode two, and use the share links on the bottom of the page to tell your communities all about us. We welcome your comments on iTunes, Stitcher, or growthignitersradio.com, and encourage you to subscribe to the Growth Igniters Radio series so you won't miss a single episode. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're talking with Jim Blazingham, the small business advocate and author of the award-winning book, The Age of the Customer, Prepare for the Moment of Relevance. Jim, how can people find your book and radio show? Thank you, Pam. It's at uh, ageofthecustomer.com. is a website for the book. Uh, they can also find my radio show at smallbusinessadvocate.com. Or if they just remember my name, jimblasingame.com, we'll get them there. Uh, they can find the book at Amazon. By the way, Pam, the book sold almost 40,000 copies. 
40,000. So this is uh, a significant accomplishment. Congratulations, Jim. Thank you. This is fantastic. So in the last two segments, we've been talking about what is the uh, age of the customer versus the age of the seller and how selling is very different. Uh, But now let's shift a little bit and talk about what leaders need to do better or differently to thrive. This is a different kind of leading, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The the main thing, let me, let me give you let me give you a real a real inside the four walls down and dirty example of what leaders need to do. They need to believe that the age of the customer is real and they need to look around their operation and see what it is about their operation that is still operating as if it were in the age of the seller. Here's a good example. Pam, if you walked into a store, retail, uh, B2B, you know, whatever the relationship is, you're a business, buying a business product, you're a consumer buying a consumer product, you walk in, what are the chances that you're already going to have done some homework, some due diligence on this purchase before you get there? Pretty good, Very high. Very high. So you walk in, and they walk up to you and say, oh, hi there, come on in here, let me show you about this product that, uh, you know, and they start acting like you'd never heard of the thing, you know, before. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so you, your salespeople have got to be prepared and trained to find out what, where is your customer, what, at what level are they at, and so that you don't insult them, you don't waste their time, and, and that's, that's all part of relevance. So uh, salespeople one, actually have to be trained in a different way. They're, they're that's exactly the right. whole organization. That's exactly right. And salespeople, this is a big, this is a big problem for all corporate, all companies right now, large and small. Major corporations are still most of them ninety. I'm going to say ninety five percent of them still don't understand the age, the age of the customer. What's happening in the age of the customer? Uh, the, another thing to remember in, in leadership is is as you as you you know as the CEO of your company uh, Pam you and I've talked about this many times about the CEO uh, assignments as as the leaders of our company we have to prepare, we have to make the the proper resources available to our company going forward and and one of those is to you have to understand this truth nothing about your past was mobile but your future will be dominated by mobile and wow. so if you have a, if you don't have a mobile site, if you don't have a mobile, uh, uh, not a mobile app, I'm not saying a mobile app right now, but a mm-hmm. mobile site, if you aren't making your, your, your self available online to, to mobile users, um, there are people out there now uh, who don't even use their PCs anymore. Not, not, not so much business owners, but you got a lot of consumers who don't even, they don't even go to their PC anymore. Their PC has died and they didn't even replace it. They just use their phone or their, or their iPad. Mobile is going to dominate your future. And if you know that, then you're going to be left behind. Those are some leadership steps that you've got to take. Yeah, it seems like nowadays business leaders that we're trying to reach have less and less and less time to read, to interact. But they do commute. They do exercise and so that's the reason that we were right. doing this which is mobile but i think there's also something else jim and you touched on it that uh leaders are going to have to be willing to make some different types of investments the technology right. is going to be a much bigger deal than it has been and uh, figuring out what kind of technology is going to be relevant is going to be its own challenge as well would you say that's true well, there's no question about it. And see, that's, that's what we were just saying, 
and, and I, we mentioned this in the previous segment, uh, Pam, when we talked about new media and what you guys are doing with your program here. People, if you want, if you want to own a, a lawn and garden sh- a shop, then then and you and you do a little ninety second, rude and crude little video showing people how to how to take care of their shrubs in the winter or how to how to handle their how to you know fertilize their garden or whatever whatever you do you do it for ninety seconds it doesn't have to be fancy what you've done is you is you've You've met people in a way that they like. They like visuals. They like videos. You've shown them your humanity. You're the real person here. They hear your voice. They see your face. And because you're making it available to them, they see that as a, as a, as a demonstration of your values. You exactly. care about customers enough to go to this much trouble. That's a values demonstration. And values are a huge relevance factor. I wrote yes. a whole chapter just on values. Mm-hmm. And, and this goes all the way up, not just for small companies, but for midsize and even Every large company, corporations. All yes. companies. Any company, let me say this, any organization that has alternatives that customers can you can take, this applies to. In other words, even even churches, for example, nonprofits have 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 to deal with the same thing. Every everybody does. Maybe maybe the only exception is the federal government for all. I'm still trying to figure that out. I can can imagine that. So if there were one thing that you would want, you would suggest that our listeners do differently, I mean, as soon as they're done listening, what would that be in order to be more relevant to their customers? Realize that customer expectations, everything that you are going to do six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, every level of success that you have in that in any of those periods of time is going to happen based on your ability to meet your customers' expectations. And their expectations, they're all different. Every one of them is different. And you need and the way to find out what their expectations are is to ask them. And fi- and, and to stay close to them through 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 communities. And, and just re- believe that, number one, that, that, that their expectations are going to be how they're going to make decisions in the future based on what they're expecting from you. And, and the other thing to remember is long before people ever find out whether you're competitive or not, they will rule you in or out based on whether you were relevant to them. And here's the scary part, sometimes before you even know they exist. But it sounds like it's more than just having a nice website and and going on Twitter and whatnot. It's, That's right. It's it's really reaching out, finding out what their needs are in fundamental ways that are new. Well, and that, and and all, Scott, the main thing is don't presume. Please, please, folks, do yourself a favor. Do not presume that you know what those expectations are. They're always That's changing. A loser. They're, They're always, always changing. changing. Yeah. And, uh, oh, Jim, this has been fantastic. I want to thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you for inviting me. Congratulations on your program, and, and good luck with it. Oh, uh, thank you again. I right hope thing. you'll come back. Well, thank you'll you. come I back, I hope. I will. Excellent. Great. Well, with that, we are wrapping up our episode two. Join us next Wednesday when our guest will be Judith Glazer, CEO of Benchmark Communications, chairman of the We Institute, and an award-winning author of the best-selling book, Conversational Intelligence, How Great Leaders Build Trust and Get Extraordinary Results. 
Thanks for listening to Growth Igniter's radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To check out resources related to today's conversation and subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, go to growthignitersradio.com and select episode two. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with this thought. Success comes from stretching ourselves to bridge the gap between where we are and where we need to be. Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio are service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses, including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated, are prohibited. All rights reserved.